Welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy. And in this episode, we have a special guest. Her name is Arielle Johnson. And Arielle sustained a traumatic brain injury back when she was just a teenager. But she didn't let that hold her back. She's doing a lot to help people. And so we're going to talk to her today and hear a little bit about her story. Arielle, welcome to Life Unplugged. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it more than you'll ever know. So I'm a traumatic brain injury survivor. And December 13, 2007, um, my life changed dramatically. Um, I was driving back to school in a free period. And as I was driving back to school, I started into the oncoming lane, hit a van. We collided into a pole and then another car hit us, hit me um, on the passenger side, or I believe that's Yeah. So um, thank God there was an off-duty EMT uh, um, professional, two cars behind the white van that I had hit. He immediately saved my life on on the scene because I wasn't breathing. So he immediately, him and another more healthcare professionals brought me to Mount, um, I'm sorry, Nassau Medical University trauma unit. And that's when they did a glass scoma scale, when they take a picture of your in, of the inside of your skull to see the subconscious level, the conscious level. So zero to about 15, I believe. Zero, you're dead, and 15, I would say, like, you're normal. I was at between a three and a eight, which is um, you're in a coma. So, uh, yeah, so they realized I was internally bleeding, and they said, okay, to my family, like, we, we, we just don't know. We just don't know. So um, we just don't know. We're going to, um, we're going to perform a craniectomy where they remove the, a part of your skull to relieve the pressure. I was intubated. I was on life support. And I also had caught pneumonia because it was so cold outside. Wow. And I had thrown up, but then the, I learned from my sister, um, because I'm writing a book, all of that went went down that day because I, I I didn't know anything. Right. So, sorry. It's okay. Okay. I did not know anything that day. So she was, she explained, like the doctors just said, listen, we don't know what's going to, we don't know what's going on. So we're going to do the craniectomy. They did the craniectomy. And then I was in a coma for a month and a half. Halfway through the coma, um, the doctors were like, listen, like, there's not much we can do. I think you should just bring her over to a different hospital. So my, I got a helmet. We went over to Mount Sinai Hospital on 100th and Madison. And then that's when I woke up and I learned how to walk, talk, do everything all over again. Um, I was reborn. And then I stayed in the hospital for coma for a month and a half, but then after I stayed in for like another month and a half, and then I went back home with my in-cave skull, and then I had to go back March 3rd to replace it with a craniotomy, um, uh, and they put a, sorry, I don't say any of them right. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and so they put a acrylic plate in, and then ever since I was, this is me. Wow. I, <laughs> Just well, recurring on a daily basis, but yeah. Well, we're, you know, 
obviously we're very happy that you survived and that you're doing well today. But obviously that was a lot for you to go through because you were just a teenager when that happened. Yeah, I was 17 years old and it's just so, it's so crazy. It's because it's like when you're 17, you're expected to like be applying to universities, like, oh, going to college, like, yay. But no, like not to not to have it, not to see it in a negative light because I've grown so much from it. Right. Um, and I see it as a positive yeah. because if I was just thinking the other day, like if I didn't like, if I was shoved down to the real world, like I would have no, have no idea what to do. Right. And I'm kind of, and I'm glad that the accident happened because I'm now in a position that I'm able to give back. Cause I right. planned it when I went through We will go over my recovery process, but there was a part of my recovery where I was extremely depressed, where I was taking a lot of medication and it was just like, I was inside my own head. And that's like the realness of it all. And I I planted a seed where I was like, I want to help people. I want a friend to, I want to know, I know somewhere out there, someone is going through what I'm going through. I want to talk to someone. And then seven years later, the um, pandemic happened and I'm like, okay, I'm in the perfect position to do this. I'm in the perfect position to help people. I have my life set up, so I'm good. That's exactly (laughs) what I was going to ask you. You know, I was going to ask you what was the hardest part about your recovery. And I know you've mentioned before in, in other conversations, other interviews that it was, it was the mental part. It was the, that part was the hardest part for you. Um, how, how were you able to overcome that? So, yes. So like the walking, the talking, that, that was easy because it was really, it was, um, it was so short, but the acceptance and the emotional and the mental and getting, and getting used to this new person that I was now, like I had to get, I had to come to grips with what happened to me with the trauma. And I, I, um, I don't, I, I, I just pushed through it and I kept on telling myself positive, like positive things. Like I kept my circle really small. I made sure, and that's even in life, yeah. What I believe everybody should do. <laughs> keep your circle small, keep them super positive. And like yeah. the minute you sense like negativity, cut like not not to be mean, right. cut them out. <laughs> Cause it's like they're not helping you. They're they're bad they're baggage, you know? Right. And it's like, why would I have you in my corner? It it just doesn't make sense. So. Right. And that's yeah, that's yeah, that's good for any for anybody and any part of your life you want to get the negativity out Uh, the question I have for you is what was the moment that you knew it was going to be okay like you knew you were going to overcome this and you were going to be fine that that's a wild question okay the minute that so so after I was off all the pills right I, I I don't suggest anybody doing this, but I took myself off of a lot of the medication because I just couldn't handle it. The antidepressants, not the Keppra, the anti-seizure. I went, um, I got my head checked out before I was taken off of it. But when I set a goal for myself, I had gained a a lot of weight because I just fluctuated throughout my life um, with weight, but also from the pills. So 
so it ha- so I made a pact with myself. Ellie, you're going to lose the weight. Ellie, you're going to set a goal for yourself and you're going to do it. You're going to go to the gym twice a day. First, it was once a day. <laughs> was like, right. um, you're even if it's walking, even if it's riding your bike, but you're going to do it. And once I started getting a compliment from my mom and my dad, and they were like, because I was still living at home and it was just me and them. They were like, wow, you look really good. And I'm like, that's when I knew I can do it. I can do anything in the world aside from what I've been doing. But that was like the first main thing. I was like, okay, I could do something aside from uh, from being um, getting over this accident. It was outside of the accident. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That, no, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, no, I was curious about that because, you know, we always talk about these aha moments that we have in our life, these moments where we're like, ah, I, I, I can yeah. do it. I can get better. And I'm always curious to see what, what that moment was like for, you know, for people, especially for your situation, because I could only imagine that it could, you know, there were some dark days, you know, there uh, were some very dark days. Yeah. And it was like the dark, see the dark moments that I had, I, I've, I learned at an early age that I wanted, I wanted someone for, for so long. I was like, I need your help. I need your help to everybody around me. But then I was like, no, I need to look within. I need to cry about what happened with me. Like I literally would, there would be days where I'd be hysterically crying in my room and I would literally hug myself and just say, it's all right. Like, it's okay. You're going to get through this. You have to, you have no choice because I had such a big goal that when I was in the hospital, the minute I found out and uh, processed everything, uh, I was like, wow, this is, this is my life now. Um, I was like, no, I'm changing the narrative. I am not going to be staying in the hospital. There's no way on earth that I'm going to stay at my parents' house. (laughs) I'm changing the narrative. Like I'm, With positivity and I believe manifestation, with um, with putting the intent out in the world, out in the universe, out into your faith, into your religion, right. your God, you can do anything you want. That's actually what I was going to ask you. What what part did your faith play in, in your recovery process as well? So um, I I don't I believe I believe. That the what you put out into the universe, you get in return. Right. You're, the energy you put out, you will return. Th- thus, get it in return. So, I believe that whatever you tell yourself, your th- thoughts are so powerful. So that's my religion. Your thoughts. I've, I've been actually, um, I've been saying affirmations every right. day for the past couple of days, just to change again the narrative. I am no longer going to be X, Y, and Z. I'm going, I tell myself I am enough. I am beautiful. I am brilliant. I'm, I'm whatever, you know, whatever I want to be or whatever I am. So that's also what I did. I thought I I literally would tell myself, I already am a citizen. I'm, I'm a citizen of society. I'm already walking. I am already talking. I'm already there. Yes, I might be in the position. I'm in the past right now. So so I'm already, 
if that makes sense. Right. Like, no, that I, does. <laughs> yeah, like I'm already there. Like I'm walking, I'm talking, I'm walking up the steps. I'm, I'm having a, like a conversation. I'm driving right. and all of these things played out in time because in 2012, 2013, I was all alone at the house my, with my parents and I didn't have any friends and I literally had to turn to myself and I would walk down to this area because I we lived near the beach, and I would, I would, I dreamed, dr- literally dreamed, and manifest the life that I have now. Wow. I have an amazing boyfriend. I have apartment. I have um, a job. I have something that I'm passionate about. I draw like I have good people around me. I put that That's out a- there in 2012, and then it took seven years, right. but. But it came, it it came together and it happened. And then, you know, that's, that's, that's awesome that, that you've been able to do that. One more question I'll ask surrounding kind of like your recovery. Um, what, what would you say was one thing that you didn't appreciate before that after the accident you appreciate? So I was 17. I was a rebellious kid. I was just doing whatever I wanted. I didn't (laughs) care. I didn't give up. So I, didn't appreciate like I appreciated my family, but I didn't realize how appreciative I was of them. Like right. how how good it is to have family around you, how good it is to have that support system. And even if you don't have family, like even if you know your situation is completely different, to have yourself and even if it's that one person that you connect with. Right. You know what I mean? And they don't even have to be blood. They don't. And it's, that's okay. And that's cool. But you have to find that one person that you just like click with and that supports you through anything and everything. So that's, that's awesome. Um, I have uh, two children as well, a 27 year old and and a 20 year old. And, you know, you, they get, they've lived, you know, normal. They've just gone through life. They haven't had to experience those things. And sometimes it's like, Oh dad, get out of here. You know, <laughs> you know exactly. kids see they just growing up, but that's, that's wonderful. I'm sure that, you know, the love that your parents and your family all had had for you all along, you were just able to see it. It's all, you know, it's always there. You able to see it now. Yes. And you know, I, can I just say one thing? Sure. When I was, when I woke up, it was from the coma. I woke up, my my body was crazy. Like I couldn't feel my right side when I woke up because of I now having um, nerve damage. So anytime I feel anything, it's it's like extreme or yeah, it's, it's crazy. Right. But when I woke up, it was the scariest, most peaceful, most calm feeling I've ever had in my life. And I could even thinking about it gives wow. me chills. It makes me I, I get overwhelmed because it's like I had all my family there. I felt so loved. Right. Even at a time where you it right. wasn't it was like a it, it was just crazy that at 17 I had to experience that. But I felt so much love and so much strength right. around me so that's awesome now now i i text my family and i let them know like on the daily basis like i love you like that's great <laughs> yeah no that's 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 awesome that's that's awesome to hear so 
you know, at some point, you again, you said, hey, I want to help people. And you mentioned COVID hit. And so yeah. how, how have you been able to use what you have been through to help other people? Okay, so we all have a brain, right? Mental health is real. Yes. <laughs> we all go through depression. We all go through, you know, our moments of sadness and our moments of happiness. And, uh, and I was like, you know what? There, I, I've looked on Instagram, not that from my knowledge, there's any mental health blogs. And I don't really talk about so much about like schizophrenia, depression, but soon I will get to that. But I was like, okay. There's no blogs about brain injuries. I was like, why not give back to people? Because it's all going up in here, but nobody talks about what's going up in here. You know what I mean? It's like, let's normalize mental health. Let's normalize what's going on in your mind. Because I know you feel it. I know the next person feels it, but we just don't talk about it. Let's normalize anxiety. Right. We all go through it. Like every day, let's normalize like sad times, but not even sad times. Let's normalize just everything. So I want to normalize brain health and brain just everything that goes on with the brain. So that's great. Now, March is actually a TBI awareness month. Yeah. So do you have anything that's going on or, you know, things that are special events that are happening during the month of March? No. Well, I actually, I haven't planned anything yet, but I'm, um, I'm excited because I'm just, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm constantly researching on my downtime on ways that I can help, um, help, the community. So I was actually thinking about uh, connecting with a depression. Um, I know it sounds a little crazy, but it's like a depression podcast or a blog. And if you know of any, please let me know. But maybe we can talk about that because that's like the nitty gritty that that loneliness that you feel when because you feel like nobody understands you. But it's like, girl, I'm here. I actually (laughs) I actually do have um, two people that I could put you in contact with. Uh, the one, their their Instagram tag is uh, Mind Bloom is one. I'll I'll send you the information, and Perfect. the other one's Path of Potential. Um, so I think those would be two great people for you to connect with. You know, to you talk so about much. that. Um, so that's great. Um, and so you've been able. What What are some things that you've been able to do so far to help people? Um. So just by so, okay, I'm writing a book on my experience go- about going in depth because okay. a lot of what I do about the videos that I do. So every day I, I like, I'll have moments of communication issues, which is aphasia. I'll have um, moments of sadness. Right. I'll have moments of happiness. I'll want to brag. I know that's crazy, but I'll want to do like a little, not not bragging, but I'm like, yes, I was able to have a full on conversation. That was like an hour long, something like that. So I want to, I've just been making videos to connect to people. And and definitely through your videos, I mean, you're giving real life experiences and I mean, they're beneficial to people who haven't experienced what you, what you've done. Sometimes I listen to your videos and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. I, I, I need to do that in my own life. So no, that's, that's awesome. Um, so your book is going to detail the events of that day. 
Yes. So I've also, I forgot to mention, I also started a caregiver caregiver group, a TBI caregiver support group, and it's private. It's on Facebook, but you, I believe you can get it. Um, there's a link in my uh, Instagram page, but where you can, it's private. So you can, you don't, you can speak to other caregivers. Like okay. you're not alone in taking care of your loved one. And yeah, so I've been writing my book a little bit every day. And then I get like every time, like it could be um, something about my videos. Um, and I've been reading a lot of books to help me, but it's, it's hard because it's trauma found yes, yes. like it's trauma based. So it's like, I have to, relive that trauma every time I'm writing it. I'm like, so I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I wish it just like, I wish I could just speed past it and write it all out and it'd be good. And now was there, was there anything that you were surprised to find out that you didn't know? That in what way? Uh, As far as, yeah, about, about the, about the accident or just things that you didn't remember that happened. Oh, so many things. So (laughs) I, (laughs) I I was knocked out the whole time. So, um, oh, and like a lot of it, I didn't remember, like the, there, there's just so much that I didn't remember because I was still healing and stuff, but I actually talked to the person that saved my life and what I, yeah. And that was, Ooh, when I tell you I was hysterical, we had like, I asked them to potentially, um, uh, come on. But I mean, like, I don't know, because of our scheduling and stuff, he is just so grateful to have helped me. But I always heard stories, right? Like from my parents and friends and stuff like, oh, yeah, he he saved your life at the scene. And I, I, I literally I've learned that I disassociated my accident. And that's how I healed from it. I don't know if you're familiar with disassociating, but I, I looked in that mirror that day when I saw my in-cave skull in the hospital and I said, I am not you. I am not her. I, I don't. And that's how I, like, I plowed through it and I was, but I like, I'm still emotional in some ways, but not, but so, uh, the man who saved my life, he told me that so he he's an EMT. He's been an EMT for all of his life. So he's used to moments like this. So he was all of a sudden just driving and then he saw the cars hit. And he immediately went, the other guy was fine. My car, he immediately went up to my car and he saw that I was knocked out. I was like over, my seatbelt was choking me oh, and he boy. couldn't open the door. So he was trying to open the door and then, I don't know what, maybe he smashed a glass and he had to, or he went in the back seat and he uh, opened it up and then he went behind me and he lifted me up and he saw that fresh breath of fresh air. Cause it was so cold. And he was like, yes, but just to hear that, wow. like, holy cannoli. And then also another part, my sister explained to me that how she found out and how mom so she worked with um she she worked with my mom after but they were in manhattan and she was explaining how it was hailing it was snowing and that it was just insane weather and the way it affected my mom like they were just hysterical the whole time but she said when i was in a coma it's not like the movies where you're just like 
you're 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 peacefully laying there right. in a vegetable seat. She said your eyes were wide open and you were just staring out into space, but you what weren't saying anything. You weren't doing anything. You weren't um right. you weren't with us. Right. You were just and you were very agitated. So you were thrashing around and stuff, but wow. you were just like looking out like this. And I was like, whoa. She wow. was like, that was the scariest thing. And I was like, that is wow. the scariest thing. So, yeah, That's so amazing. they didn't think I was going to make it, but I did. But you did, and you're here, and we're so happy to hear the story. And, and you know, we really just hope that anyone that that hears this can really get inspiration. I, I You know, I really wanted you to come on because I know that we hear a lot of sometimes people are, are negative, and they don't realize realize how good their life is and yeah. that someone has gone through worse and overcome yeah. worse. Right. And you know that sometimes we just have to, I want to bring these stories to light in these situations so people can see that, you know, there's a lot of life to live, right? Yeah. Life is so, <laughs> it's so fragile, but there's so much life to live. And when you've been through something like what you've been through, I'm sure that you are, there's a lot of, a lot of things that you appreciate. That's that a lot of us said, even myself that I probably take for granted. Yeah. Like, it was so crazy when I had first got home. Like, no, I'm, now I I have to say, I am no angel. I have moments and I have periods where I I, I get very frustrated at myself. Okay. Um, and that's normal, right? right? But then, so the moments where I do really, really appreciate life is when I'm, I could be just walking down the street and just breathing and being, and I'll have like a memory and I'll be like, gosh, gosh, darn it. I am so happy. I'm, right. <laughs> I'm here. I'm walking. There was one point when I got home and I was able to walk up the steps or, or like I, I maybe I needed a little help, but even walking up the steps and not getting dizzy or not getting vertigo at the top, right. I was like, oh my gosh, before I would be like, so, so, um, like it was, this was, this right. is nothing. But I was so thankful that I was able to do that again. And even now, like, like, wow. Or even when I go for, when I do things that I would have never done before. Right. I rode, my boyfriend and I, in the summer, we rode our bike like 14 miles. Wow. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, like being able to run at a six point five on a treadmill. I'm like, wow. Let's go. Yeah, and, we, and our minds need our bodies to move too. So I'm sure that that helps. All the movement helps with the recovery as well. Because I guess you would you say you'll be recovering forever, basically from now forever. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. con- it's constantly you're constantly getting better, and that and that's good. And it's wonderful. I have yeah. I have two more questions for you before I let you go. Okay, sure. The first the, the first one would be: What advice would you give to someone who was in the situation? They just realized. I've had this traumatic injury and now they don't know what's next. What advice would you give them? Again, keep your circle small, stay only positive. You are only from this moment on, you're only allowed to stay positive and YouTube, Google, they're there right at your, right at your fingertips to research the best therapies, the best, um, anything to keep on doing every day. Also, um, write out your feelings, 
even, or even be vocal about it. I try to, anytime I'm feeling a high emotion, I try to, to get that, get that ish out oh, right. Right, right then and there. I either work it out or I speak it out. Right. And it could be a voice note. I could be like, literally, I could be talking to myself just driving or not even just driving, walking, and I'll, I'll get it out of my system because life is energy and you just right. got to keep it moving. That's great. Right? <laughs> and then the last question is, what advice would you give to someone who hasn't been through it, but they, you know, they're trying to help someone who's going through it? And, and they, because that's a new, their life changes as well. So what advice yeah. would you give to them? Be kind understand that be kind and pretend that you're in that position pretend that your life just dramatically changed in which it has it has right but understand that their their feelings are all jumbled up right here's a glass right here's a glass here's an egg you put that egg in that glass you close that glass cup you shake that 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 is now their brain that is now their brain you have to be so kind and and understanding to them right. because they're they're just trying to mend their broken brain now and they'll forever do it and they'll forever they'll forever be doing it and you just have to just wow. understand wow. and be kind and then join my uh, Facebook group yes <laughs> well <laughs> or join support groups. Well, Ariel, thank you so much for joining us here on the Life Unplugged podcast. Where can people find you on Instagram? T-B-I underscore that line me at T-B-I me. That's great. And I'll leave uh, your Instagram tag and on the show notes here. We really appreciate you coming on, sharing uh, your story with us. And we hope that someone, even if it's just one person, finds inspiration in what you've been through and how you've been able to overcome it. Ariel, once again... Thank you very much. And we appreciate everyone for for joining us on the Life Unplugged podcast for another episode. You can find me at Life Unplugged underscore podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, you can find me at Life Unplugged pod underscore one. And on Clubhouse, I'm at Life Unplugged. Thank you. And everyone have a good night. Thank you. Bye.